In the vastness of the universe, in an undistinguished galaxy, the Milky Way, from about 125 billions of others, around an undistinguished star, the Sun, from about 100,000 millions other stars in this galaxy, life evolved in a small, not-so-special planet named the Earth. This is the home. Here all started. We all evolved here. We, human beings, became able to think and look up at the sky, wondering about the tiny little glittering white dots, the shape-changing giant silvery ball in the night sky and the bright fireball in the day sky. Now we know the fireball is the sun, the star which we are orbiting. The silvery ball is the moon, which is our satellite orbiting our Earth. The glittering white dots are the other planets, stars and galaxies. But we didn't know all these things since the beginning. We travelled a long distance in the time axis, started thousands of years ago to reach this position. Come with me, I, Shamrat Ghosh, the host of this show, welcoming every one of you to abort this imaginary time machine and let me take all of you back to where we started through the first episode of my astronomy podcast, The History of Astronomy, Looking Up at the Sky. Astronomy is the most ancient branch of the natural sciences. It started all the way back when human beings started looking up at the sky and observed with the naked eye. The eye was the gateway to the cosmos, the heavens. They observed the mysterious objects in the heavens, they observed some patterns in the night sky and the science of astronomy began. At the early stages, people thought the earth to be flat as it's seen being on the surface of the earth and the sky is dome-shaped moving slowly with time keeping the earth at the center of the movement. Later people finally confirmed that the earth is not flat rather it is more like a sphere but it was still in the center of our known universe. This model is something called geocentric model. It is only much later, after a series of inconsistencies with the existing model, people discovered that the Earth is not at the center. In fact, universe doesn't have a center at all, as the recent physics suggests. People model the solar system as heliocentric, that is, the Sun is at the center of our solar system. Thus, the science of astronomy has evolved. Okay, let me take you to the detailed journey of the history. While discussing about history of astronomy, the first thing that comes into our mind is the Greek astronomers of around 400 BC. But actually, it all started way before them. Mesopotamia, the land between the rivers Tigris and Euphrates, where ancient kingdom of Sumer, Assyria and Babylonia were located, can be called as the birthplace of astronomy. We know about Sumerian astronomy indirectly from the earliest Babylonian star catalogues dating from about 1200 BC. The astronomers there noticed 
that the astronomical phenomena are periodic and they used mathematics for the predictions. A significant increase of quality and frequency of Babylonian observations appeared during the reign of Nebonazar. 747 to 733 BC. The systematic records of these phenomena in Babylonian astronomical diaries that began at this time allowed for the discovery of a repeating 18-year cycle of lunar eclipse. The famous Greek astronomer Claudius Ptolemy later used these records since he felt that the earliest usable observations began at this time. Now come to Greece. Ancient Greeks developed astronomy as a branch of mathematics. They took this subject to a highly sophisticated level. Three-dimensional geometric models to explain the apparent motion of the planets were developed in the 4th century BC. Two notable mathematicians and astronomers of this time were Callippus of Cyzicus and Eudoxus of Snidus. Their model was based on nested homocentric spheres centered upon the Earth, the geocentric model. Another two famous philosophers of this time were Plato and Aristotle. Their approach to astronomy was a bit different. Instead of making predictions using mathematical models, they tried to find out the underlying cause behind the motion of the heaven. Both of their models were more or less same that the universe is a complex system of concentric spheres whose circular motions combined to carry the planets around the Earth. This model of the cosmos was accurate enough to predict motion of the heavenly objects. Aristotle was one of many to believe that the Earth is not flat, but it is spherical. He noticed that the shadow of the Earth casted on the Moon during an eclipse was always round. If the Earth is flat, then only in very special case the shadow can be round, otherwise it should have other shapes. If the Earth is spherical, on the other hand, the shadow must always be round. Apart from that, another strong evidence for Aristotle's idea is that if you travel from one place to another, you can see some different constellations, which you have never seen before in the earlier places. If the Earth is flat, you could see all the constellations from every place. Based on this fact, Aristotle pointed out that the Earth is not actually flat. Rather, it is curved and the curvature of the planet eventually creating different horizons at different places of the Earth. And you are watching different constellations at different places. Besides, he also pointed out the fact that if on the horizon of a sea you look at a ship, going away from you, you will notice that its hull will always disappear before its sail. With this idea, arguments came, like if the earth is sphere, then why we don't fall from the bottom surface of the earth? Aristotle stated that we are made of earthy materials, which has a tendency to fall towards the center of the universe. and. As per the geocentric model, the Earth is at the center of the universe, so we are attracted towards the center of the Earth. Whereas heavenly objects 
are made of different materials which doesn't have these tendons. Aristotle's model was so accurate to predict the motions of the objects, it lasted a long time with small negligible corrections time to time by various mathematicians and astronomers. In the 4th century BC, Aristarchus of Samos suggested the heliocentric model of the universe, that is, the sun is at the center, but this idea couldn't survive because the geocentric model was something very consistent about the universe and it was too much intuitive. Though the heliocentric idea couldn't survive then, but we now know this is the true image of our solar system. Much later, in around 1500 AD, Copernicus predicted his heliocentric model, taking Aristarchus's work as reference. We will come to this later in this podcast. As time passed from Aristarchus, improvements of the observation techniques found noticeable problems in the existing model. One of them was something called retrograde motion of the planets. What is this retrograde motion? It was observed that the planets sometimes move backward in the sky, which couldn't be predicted by the existing model. This sudden backward movement of the planets are called retrograde motion. Claudius Ptolemy, 90 to 168 AD, came into the picture. He studied all the existed models of the known universe and suggested a fairly complicated model to explain the retrograde motion of the planets. His model was same as geocentric model. The earth was at the center of the universe and every object was moving around us. But along with this, he added, the planets are moving in a smaller circles on the orbit around the earth. These smaller circles are called epicycles. Apart from that, observations also showed that the speed of these objects are not constant with time. It varies. To cope up with this fact, he further modified his model and stated that the objects are not moving around the earth. Rather, they are actually moving around a point between the earth and something else. As you can see, his model became so much complicated, but this model was the most successful model in order to predict the motions of the objects. And this lasted so long that no other models did earlier. This model lasted for around 1300 years, with more and more epicycles added to the model in order to match the observations. After a long time, this idea of geocentric universe came to an end through the revolution of Nicholas Copernicus and heliocentric model of solar system established, which is, after corrections, now known to be the true model of our solar system. Our journey to the history of astronomy is not over yet. In the next episode, I will take you again to the time where we stopped today. Till then, goodbye.